You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. We got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. I want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one. Get ready for it. We're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this August. We'll see you soon. Enjoy this episode of On the Dock season one. Best of. music what a great theme song good job ben on that i love it we're here again we're here in the next installment of this incredible series we're going to get you we're going to get you off your seats out of your car seats out of your couch wherever you're at your office we can get you out of that we're gonna we're gonna we want you to stay don't leave yet stay for the conversation but that faith what we're going to build that that propellant we're going to put it in you today. We're going to get you out of that desk, off that couch. We're going to get you off that pew. We're going to get you out of the showers, getting you out doing the deep things of God. We're talking about the high calling today. It's going to be great. Thanks for joining us on YouTube. If you are there, if you're on Spotify or iTunes, say hello. Hello, my little friend. How are you doing? You cannot see us. We look marvelous. Yes, I'm only 225 pounds. I'm chiseled just like Lucas is today. But for everybody else on YouTube, we've got camera difficulties. Very different with Yes. Uh, thanks for joining us on Google Play as well. Facebook, Roku. For Roku, uh, we're available through the sermon that download, and you need to find on the Doc with Pastor Troy, also on Rumble. And we'd love to hear from you on our social media network, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. Get out there and find us. I'm getting a lot of people on Telegram. I'm, I've got 47 followers on my Telegram site. Wow. I, noticed that, I noticed that on the Doc has like four, mm -hmm. but I forward everything out through mine. I had, listen... I had Beth was my only follower. I now have 47 people following my Telegram site. Jeez. So they come there and get my stuff down. So so I have my own little network. You're going to be an influencer. Everybody's on, every, everybody's on Telegram. Bragging. Would you go to On the Dock and actually <laughs> subscribe there? Because, you know, if we get enough on Telegram, Telegram will let us do more stuff. So we need you to go find the sites. And then when you get there, hit subscribe, hit notify, like. It'll tell you when we're coming up. Hit comments and share it with other people. We appreciate that. Go to Patreon site, become one of our partners. There's four tiers of partnership and three tiers that you can become a sponsor. We'll talk about you. We'll have a commercial for you. We'll talk about you and your product. We'd love to have you. We only do good things and godly things, but if you've got a good and godly thing, we'd love to hear about it. Go to Patreon, find out how to be one of our supporters. We would love to have you on the show. And then you can go to onthedoc.org and find out all about us. Templates, directions to get to different sites, all that's there. You can email us at info at onthedock.org. I'm on the table here, around the table, around the beautiful cottonwood table, fashioned by Ben Odellini himself, is our fine team. I got to my right here, Mother Beth is in the house. Hello, Mother Beth. Hi, honey. Got Donna Kraduski across the table, to the angle. And right across me is my fine brother in the Lord, our worship pastor at Community Faith Church here, 
our co-host Ben Otolini. How are you going, Ben? Hey, honey. Oto. Hey, Oto honey. <laughs> I like the hat here. You got he's got he's got the winter hat going yeah, on today. Going, yeah. going full lumberjack yeah, vibes. Full lumberjack, you but know, no he, flannel. Yeah, well, I mean, we're on this oak tree. And then, hey, we've got something new for you, Lucas Winkler, our Techno Wizard, our executive director. He's over here. He is now on the better camera. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> camera guy gets a better camera for himself. He's got the better mic for himself. Everything's yep. good. Luke, Lucas, good to have you here. Everything going good? Must be Everything's nice. great. Yeah. You got we got now this eight camera board. We can you got eight different cameras. We only before could do three cameras plus the video. Now we can go up to eight. So I don't know what else we're gonna put a camera on. We've got what few we few just fill up the couches and put a bunch of people. We could put some oh, we, yeah. hey, we could have a we, <laughs> peanut gallery we, we could go on here. patreon now yeah, we could have both. and we yeah. could go on patreon a you bow, could you could a bow can we bow. could do either <laughs> I, I got it we could have you could you could become a, a a live audience member and you could do it through patreon oh, or yeah. we could do like an event bright we could have tickets like tonight we could have had one two three seats his and hers and one more we'll serve popcorn we'll serve popcorn yeah. and you know all the what's that ricola things that you can have <laughs> Or if you want to sponsor us, we'll serve whatever you sponsor. Uh, so, you know, if we knew you were coming, we would have talked Crown Brew into sponsoring us again. We'll hustle them, get some good Crown Brew in here. So we'd love to have you on that. Lucas, we're glad to have you here again. And uh, we're ready to go in part two. We're in a series called the High Calling Series, Truly Living Like Christ. We're going to be looking at today how the high calling brings new faith. Now we got to get you ready for that new faith in part two. Hopefully you watch part one, go back and watch it, check it out. If you want to find the sermon series that's behind that high calling, this was preached back in August, uh, August like 15th through September 19th at Community Faith Church. You can go to YouTube or sermon net under Community Faith Church and find our archives. You can go watch the larger sermons. We're just breaking down the context of it because I think it really would translate good into what you're doing today. We want to help you get off the couch, off the office chair, off the pew. We're going to give you some wisdom on how to get out there and do great things for God. If you're already doing great things for God, we're just going to encourage you to go do greater things because even if you've done it, you've not arrived yet. You're not arrived till you hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant enter in. Until then, we're still working. So we're in the high calling, brings new faith today. That's what we're looking at. Let me remind you the scripture for this whole, whole thing. It's built on Philippians chapter three, Chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also... Oh, yeah, I love it. I, I got to come back to this in a second. Uh, that which is laid hold of me. Brother, and I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Guess what it says? I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press King James. I love it. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So, so Paul's writing to the church here saying, I need you to do more than just get saved. Donna said in the first one that a lot of us get saved and we think the destination I have arrived. I got news for you. It's the beginning location. You put the saved place in and then God says, I got these things for you to go do. I got chores because you're my sons and daughters. There's chores you're going to do. I'm going to give you talents and gifts. I'm going to run away a little bit. I'm going to come back and get you on a cloud, on a horse. And when I get back to get you, I want to find out what you did with the gift, talents, and time I gave you. Did you lead more people to Christ? Because I died because greater is he that is in me, that greater is me is in you than he is in the world so that you could do even greater things. Jesus himself was limited by himself. 
he died so the Holy Spirit could be imparted to all of us and he could commission us to go. So what are you doing with the high calling? The high calling we're talking about is not your saved moment. That's the calling. The high calling is anoclasis. It's what are you doing above the brim? What are you doing to press forward? What are you pushing over? What's causing to impact other people? And that's the anoclasis, the, 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 anoclasis, the high calling to do the work, the invitation of God to do the great things. So when we were in the last uh, episode, go watch that. It's good stuff. We opened up here a lot of good sharing on that. Uh, one of the things that we talked about was getting ready in this session here. Let me switch my notes. Oh, so what, what came in on my printer uh, was our, our wonderful <laughs> executive producer, our executive producer, Donna. She says, my wife has a, a side gig. We're, we are thinking about this. We are thinking because the raccoon guy's got millions of followers. We're thinking about putting a camera system out there because last night it's getting dynamic. She's got a new cat. She goes out and massages the cat. She's holding this new, new cat. The possums are standing there. The, our cats are feeling violated. There's just all kinds of drama. drama. There's there drama, drama, drama. Drama uh, on the patio. We have learned that our, our possums eat. They love stale donuts. They begin by licking all icing off them, mm. and then they eat the donuts. Nothing lo they love. The thing they love most, though, is hot dogs. Yeah. And thumbs down on the vegetarian hot dogs. <laughs> okay, yes. we, we we gave them a piece of sausage. We, we had some sausage that didn't taste like sausage. We got from the House of Hope the other day. We had a piece, a little breakfast piece sausage. Mystery sausage. Yeah, sausage. And when we ate it, we, like, we don't think this is really sausage. It's some government-derived stuff they gave them. And so <laughs> I, I wouldn't finish eating it, so we said possum food. So so we put it in the possum food last night. The possums ate the eggs. They ate the hot dogs. They ate the donuts. They did not eat the sausage. Finally, by morning, they get desperate. They come They come about, our possums come, you know, through the night, nine o'clock, midnight. They come back. We'll be up in the middle of the night, go in the bathroom, and, and you'll see them night. at four. Yep. Until daybreak, they come back and forth. Some of them come three or four times. Lou Grant, his, his name's Lou Ferrigno or Lou Grant, or um, he looks like Worf. He's got to begin. Yeah, he's he's gotten be. so big, he can't get in his hole, so he just kind of <laughs> hangs out all night. So Lou Grant... He's big. He's big. He, he's big. He's really big. We think he's a girl, actually. So he, we think he's a girl. We got reasons for that. But Louise, Louise Grant. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Good. Louise Frigno, and, and 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 he comes back. So so Beth goes, and a lot of times when there when when there's a lot of traffic, they'll grab the food. They'll go behind the air conditioner and eat it. And then we'll find a maybe a, a chicken bone there the next day, but mm -hmm. normally just a greasy spot. They eat everything. Right. She went there this morning, and she said they ate the sausage. And she went by the air conditioner, and they dropped it behind the air conditioner. They said they couldn't do it. They took, looks like they tried to take two bites, and we have one that spits stuff out if you didn't like it. So we decided, all I told John today is, I don't know what's in that sausage, but I can tell you one thing. My possums who eat dead, rotten, three-day-old rodents sitting on the ground would not touch it. That should give you a clue. You can do taste tests. You could do fake or food. Yeah. They spit and, the they spit oh, yeah. the vegetarian hot dogs yeah. out. Yeah. They will not eat Impossible Burgers. They will not eat any of the fake uh, stuff. They won't do it. So I what what Donna said was I'm putting it up here. She wants us to have a possum camera. That's part of our set. Possum so, camera. So maybe we'll just make on the dock a live thing and it'll just run 24 seven. Well, the cameras and occasionally we'll splice in over here and actually have a show. Yeah. So we'll work on that. Just the overnight hours, you could do possum cam. Possum cam. Right. And, and we and we'll have we could have a mic over there. Occasionally we turn on and just kind of give some some play editorial. By play. Tell the, you what their names are. We'll start naming them. The marsupial mic. The marsupial. Yeah. We get other things. We get skunks. Yeah. We got armadillo now. We've got we've Color got commentary. We got all we got yeah we got we got all, rabbits what? rabbits turtles. turtles. Turtle snake. We have turtle that comes up occasionally, looks in the window. Yeah. No, we have had everything. We have not had a deer <laughs> or a fox. Turtle. But Doc, he's a pretty good size. He, he looks was, right in. He goes, "Hey." He was a big turtle. He's like, <laughs> is he a is he a snapping turtle? I didn't. Bo get boxer turtle. Boxer turtle. Boxer turtle. Yeah. Yeah. Cats drives cats nuts. Of course. Yeah, but but I mean, 
Mrs. Doolittle. It's not me. Just start a every, TikTok. Hey, I have to tell you, every one of them, I start the question by, wonder how that would be smoked. <laughs> you know, I love smoked turtle soup. Possum, I hear, is not, I hear is pretty greasy. The raccoon definitely looked like an interesting opportunity. Oh, yeah. But, but You're the original caveman. I wonder what yes. that tastes like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I look at Bo this morning. Bo's just sitting there looking dumber <laughs> in a box of rocks. I said, Bo, when you die, we're just throwing you out the door and seeing what they do with you. Oh, my goodness. They'll eat him up. <laughs> no. All right. That's what. That's how Beth will get rid of me someday, the possums. All right. And the old Viking send-off. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, the old, the old possum send-off, yeah. All right, here we go. We got to get into this message here. I'm of sorry. Of course, yes. If you're listening, we're sorry. <laughs> It's not really, though. Not, We're not, really. Really. not really. So we want to get you ready for the high calling. Let's start by getting rid of our bad habits. Mm. To get to the high calling, we used the image of working out. Uh, in the last show, uh, Donna said getting your reps in. So let's talk about spiritual reps. If you do physical reps like real weights, you can get bad habits. You can injure your back. You can bow, say bench pressing, you can bow your back, hurt it. You can bounce it off your chest and crush it. There's lots of things you can do wrong. Bad grips, too narrow grips, too long grips. There's a lot of things you can do wrong. You can cheat. You cannot eat good food. You know, spiritually, it's the same thing. If you want to get to the high calling, you got to put good spiritual food in. You got to get good. You got to be in a Bible preaching church, a church, not just a Bible preaching church, a Bible living church mm-hmm. that's going and doing adventures for God. If you're, you're growing in your faith, your church doesn't go and do anything. They don't even go to the House of Hope, even. You know, if they're not even going to serve the House of Hope, let alone getting a chance to go maybe to Thailand or Asia or Africa or maybe just doing other mission trips. Maybe we're, we're hoping here soon to plant some other kind of kind of kind of faith community, or you know, maybe just providing scholarships for provi- kids. Maybe your call to- is to provide scholarships to get for kids to go to Christian right. schools. Yeah, mm-hmm. or maybe your mission is to be individually. You want to stay in fire line and you want to try to change those things. Right. We're a church that wants to support you in doing that. So, but to do that, you've got to break your bad habits to get God, for God to get you up the mountain. If you don't do that, I used the illustration before, like. The itsy bitsy spider that God will put the rain on and wipe you out. If you try to go up the mountain the wrong way or on your own path or your own thing, he just doesn't put up with and it. And so, then you start all over again. Then you start all over again. I've done it a few <laughs> times. It, it's painful, but God loves you enough that there's only one way to do it. God's way. God is the way, the truth. Yeah. Well, that's he, won't, like, he won't let you past it. That's like that's what right. you talk about tearing your, your work down to the, foundation right. to build it back again if it gets crooked your wall gets crooked and you're not plumb right. anymore then you just tear it down and start when all i over teach again. our new yep. members class and our faith steps class i tell people you know everybody in life will have times when their when their faith begins to fail them and they have a loss of faith or they kind of fall aside you just hear that story over and over but but all of us have it we just have moments where you have to back up you know a you know crisis a crisis affair way. and i tell people if, if you see your if you see your if you take your plumb line and you're vertically not you're not vertically matching God's plan for your life. And you know that start taking down blocks, take your pride down till it's level again. Mm. And you can just say, is this in line with God? Is it so maybe you've done things, you've added jobs, you're doing things that aren't godly. You've added friends that aren't start stripping things down till you can be plumb again. And if you can't find plumb, mm. knock it completely down and get back just on the cornerstone rock of Jesus Christ. Go back to salvation point yeah. and stand on the rock because you're better off on the rock than sinking sand and you're better off in something that's sitting on the rock than something that's unplumbed because the Bible says if it's unplumbed, it doesn't pass his test. He's going to knock that down. Right. So you're right. better off not being rubbish and not being in the sand. You're better off standing on the rock by yourself, faultless to stand on the, on the throne. So, so, I, I'm with that. Take it back down. So we want to give you some tools so maybe you don't have to take it down. Maybe you can do some pre-advocacy. So the first one, the first breaking point here is, let me reach back and grab some other notes. I just realized I need better notes. Sorry about that. Thank you, Lucas, for covering me. I did a great reach for another set of more detailed notes on this one section because we cut this short in the last one. Okay, the first breaking point is image versus integrity. And let me elaborate, and then we'll let you guys jump in. Image is... You know, 
if, if, if every decision you make about your goal to get to where God wants you is based on how do I look? And, and, and of course, Ben, you do look marvelous tonight. Yeah, you're yeah. good. But if everything is how you think people think you look or how you're going to be perceived by others, and that's most important to you, what was your point, Lucas? Oh, no, no. no you, you just know you look good. Yeah. I thought he had his hand up. He's like Horshack in the back. Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter. <laughs> you guys aren't old enough to know. Welcome back, Carter. <laughs> was that how it went? So I'm like, I, I can't do Horshack right now. My throat's too too raw to do Horshack. Go watch Horshack, TV Land. Welcome back, Carter. First breaking point. So is image, is, are, are you going to live for image? Image is like Babylon. The biblical name for image or was Babylon means worldly image. You know, are we going to be, a, are you going to build a Babylon or are you going to build a kingdom of God? And the kingdom of God for me requires integrity because the Bible says who can climb the holy mountain? Only those with a pure hands and clean heart. So the mountain climb, you can only climb it his way. You can't get it up any other way. Clean hands, pure hearts, how you see God. But image is a different one. You can, people try to build their own path. So is image your, is image your key? Are you willing to sacrifice your image for your faith, for the things of God? And is integrity your standard? You got to pick which one it's going to be. Uh, and that's what happened with Daniel in the lion's den. He had to decide, you know, will I bow and do this or not? And when he bowed to God and did his worship, they said, well, you have to go in the lion's den. He said, well, then I'll have to go in the lion's den. Yeah. He didn't care about the image of what those guys were trying to set him up on. And so he took on the lion's den and he ended up coming out pretty good. Yep. That's a tall order right now with in the age of Instagram. <coughs> very very tall because everybody mm -hmm. wants to be liked. You want to be everything know. is a snapshot and it's all about how things look, not necessarily um quality or content. It's really about how it looks. Right. How it you is. look. It, how you look, how do I how do I appear? I mean right. It's all about that, but God doesn't, I mean, God used, we don't really have a picture of Jesus because nobody ever talked about his appearance. Matter of fact, we were told his appearance was pretty calm and normal. Jesus was not distinguished. Uh, David was not distinguished. You know who was distinguished? You know who was the most distinguished king that we, we see in the Bible? Saul. 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 Ben Adelini. Ben Adelini. <laughs> <laughs> Saul. Saul stood, stood head, head and shoulders, shoulders above all men. He was beautiful, mm -hmm. handsome, but what happened to him? He's too busy doing things of man. There are very yeah. few yeah. Descri physical descriptors throughout the Bible. Very, very few. few. Very few. It says David was Rudy. Rudy meant common and, and ordinary. And he, he Rudy was because he was out in the fields and working a lot. Skin was red from the sun. He's a working man. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be extraordinary like on the human scale of people's appearances, you don't have to be a Hollywood star, somebody in New York or something to be, you don't have to be some, some hip hop artist to be noticed by God. God is, God's always noticed ordinary people. I mean, God, I mean, God, God, we are, let me put it this way in God's eyes, we're all special. So God already sees us as sacred and special. Every life is precious. Right. He sent his son for any one of us, not just a hip hop artist. He did send himself for them too. But they're not, he didn't do it because they're special. He did it because he created them and he loves them. Right. Yeah. Right. It's based on his love for us, not our need to get his approval. Now, to get his favor, we need to do things his way. So image versus integrity is your first breaking point. If you're breaking always towards your image first, you're going to have a hard trouble answering the high call in your life. Yeah. Right. Makes sense? The second breaking point, let's hit that one, is tradition versus faith. There is nothing wrong with tradition. We're not talking about routine. Um, it's good to brush your teeth every morning. It's a good tradition. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about making a museum of a tradition. 
you know, we're talking about we're talking about making the 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 tradition the idol. Mm -hmm. It becomes so important that you would wreck the world to maintain your tradition. What's right. an example? An example would be um, a, <laughs> I know a good example. In okay, in the Jesus Revolution by Brian Laurie, he writes a wonderful book. Go read the Jesus Revolution. One of the best books I've read in a long time. Took me multiple trips to Florida to read through it because every time I have to reread it. And there's a movie coming out on it very soon. Brian Laurie writes that he was in a church. Greg and, Laurie. Is it Greg? Greg. Tells you how good it is. Greg Laurie. Sorry about that. Great pastor at Calvary, Greg Laurie. He was part of the Jesus hippie movement. He, talk, he writes about a church that he was in. They were trying to get things going, and the church was so proud of everything. They had just put new pews in and new white carpet in, and they were out in the hippie churches on the beach coast of California. And they were trying to get, and, and he had this Bible study going on with all these hippies going on. And he finally invited a bunch of these guys to church. And the problem is the first week of the church, they had just unveiled the new sanctuary. Sanctuary saved about 200 people on the beautiful pews and white carpet. And the kids all that came from the beach, guess what? None of them had shoes. Mm -hmm. They're all grungy. They're all living in their vans. This is hippie Jesus time. This is, those that weren't hippie for Jesus were hippie on the tote. Just think of, just think of, for all the older people in the room, just think of uh, Chi Chin Chong. You know, was it was that you know Chi Chong? You know, it was wild. I mean, I mean, seventies flower children. Yeah. You know, it was pretty grungy. People living in their mini bugs and all that stuff. These same kids, some of these were getting saved by Lori on the beach and in other movements. They, they were the Jesus Revolution, so the Jesus hippies. They he he told them, say, hey dude, why don't you come to church? I'm preaching. So he's one of the secondary preachers at this church, and uh, they're unveiling the new sanctuary. They all show up and they get ready to bring. And it's a nice, deep, plushy, um, plushy. What do you call that? Long shag. shag. It was a shag carpet, <laughs> plushy. And here come the greasy, beachy. <laughs> haven't seen a bath. Got the dread going on. You know, got got everything going on. Got the grungy feet that haven't seen a shoe in years. Haven't seen a bath. Looking and a little like Jesus looks. Looking a little yeah. like Jesus look. You know, yeah. nobody washes their. You know what's funny is that I'll tell you. So they get there, <laughs> no and they're story. Get, and they're getting. I mean, there's a bunch of them. They're they're filming the church. They don't want to sit in seats. Where they want to sit is on the Lord. carpet all around the front where the teaching's going on. Yeah. They're with their grungy clothes, their grungy feet, and the deacons. The deacons and leaders of the church block the doors. You know what they mean? They block the doors. We can't let those people in here. You know why? The tradition of this church this is a sanctuary. You know, we don't. We no shoes, no worship service. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no washy feety. You know what'd been nice was if those deacons had brought a bucket of water out and said, "Can we wash your feet for you?" Wouldn't that have been biblical? That would have been powerful. If they turned them away, Lucas, they turned that group away. And Laurie shows up and they're all outside. And he looked at the deacons and he looked at the elders and he said, this is ridiculous. You shouldn't put anything in that's not able to be used. Rip it up back to the concrete. Get rid of the pews. We don't need them. And he told them, heck with you guys. Back up. Come on in, guys. They all came in. Yeah. Now, here's the catch of the story. He started teaching that night. And they'd built this fine new sanctuary that set 200. Within literally a week or two, they're running five, six, seven hundred. They have to move to a tent outside. <laughs> they got a tent that would hold a thousand, then a tent that would hold two thousand, then a tent that would hold five thousand. Yeah. They kept trying to build a sanctuary to match it, but they couldn't keep up with the sanctuary because finally somebody said, "Shoes are not necessary, mm -hmm. and we don't want to care. We don't care about carpet." Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And it took, it took a leader that said, uh, no, tradition is not more important than these people here in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Rip up that carpet and let's get on with worship. Yeah. I mean, the, story, the book is filled with this testimony of being blocked by traditional churches that didn't want this group in and didn't want that group in and couldn't handle this. And this kid's just coming off drugs. And tradition was trying to crush kids or form them into what they wanted before they could come to church. Got to get the fish cleaned properly before it can show up and let Jesus touch it. Mm-hmm. And that's tradition over faith. They blocked, they were, they, they would rather have nobody come into that church. <laughs> and I, Beth and I've gone to churches as pastor where there were enough signs on the furniture that said, don't put a soda. No, was it no drinks, no sitting here, no sitting oh, yeah. there. We've been to multiple churches like that. And the fastest thing we've done is take those signs down and God honors it every time. If you worship the, 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 the fabric of the pew and the, the concept of the room more than you do the, the God of the room and the people that he loves, then that you've got tradition over faith. Also, sometimes just salvation, encountering Jesus in general, it's like, maybe this is true or not, but I feel like, I feel like it's true where sometimes we have these churches where everybody's so proper and they care. So the people in the church care so much about their own image that they can't even handle somebody having an actual encounter with Jesus uh, because yeah. sometimes it's messy. It can be very, so, so you're putting image and tradition together. Yeah. So you can have our tradition and our image is this, that puts both of those you, together. You can't do that. You, you can't, can't do that. You can't respond. You're going like to get excited. You can't you're have an emotional crying. response. You're, you're, you're dancing before the Lord. Is there some story about being undignified? Yeah. 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 You're, you're, is what, what is this? You're dancing before the Lord. Yeah. Uh, you're embarrassing me. Put some put some better clothes on. You need to get your Sunday, get your tie on, get this on. Doesn't that sound like uh, was it Michaela or Mike, Micah in the Bible? Yeah. yeah. And then da- how, David's King David mm-hmm. looking down upon him for right. dancing before the Lord. Yeah. And what did David say to her? I would rather be undignified before the Lord mm-hmm. than try to do what you want. Mm-hmm. And how did it turn out for her? She was struck infertile. She, yeah, she's a little infertile. Yeah. W- but isn't it true? Anybody that takes tradition and image over integrity and faith. Don't we become spiritually infertile to growing people in the kingdom of God? Mm. Yeah, we do. That's good. I think I think it's important for us to understand. That's why a lot of these churches are shutting the doors. I can name it. I, I listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell something on my home church. I hate to do that. I love you guys, but I'm sorry. When I left there, Shane Bishop had Shane and Levon Baylor had a great church, 300 people going. Hey, day. We had a youth group of 50, 60, 70 people when we were left as youth pastors. And different ones of us were getting called by God because we were connected to Shane, connected to No Greater Love. People were getting challenged. They, they would see a higher calling than just being in the local church. They'd want to get out and go. And we had different pastors being called. I mean, different people being called. The Hymans got called out. Um, I'm trying to think of others. Shane and John, John, John Adams. Adams. And there, there, there's many more. I was kind of a little bit late in the process. I was kind of toward the end. Uh, of that movement before, after me, the church just dropped after that. Um, Shane had already kind of gone and got, was getting get ready to go. I think he maybe had already gone when I got called or it was, yeah, because it was right about that time. So when I announced that God had called me and I was going to go into ministry and leave insurance and leave, leave the community, we were going to move forward. People flocked or I stood up and shared it as a testimony. And I was, as soon as the service was over, a crowd got around me and attacked me. Right. Remember that? I've forgotten all about that. Mm-hmm. I won't name this, but the church custodian at the time browbeat me and said, if everybody keeps leaving, if all of you keep being called by God off to do things, who's going to be around here to be the church? And I said, 
I don't know. God will raise people up. I, I've only been here a few years. God will raise more up like me. I want to go find people like me. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you've got all of us going out, we should be proud of the fact that this church has sent so many people out. A group of people got around me and said, we can't let you leave. We don't want you to leave. The church will go, go, in, the, go in the dirt. What will happen to our youth group? You know, what will happen to this? And that church now runs 25 people. 25. Because they went from, they went to tradition, they went to image, and they, and they got worried about themselves. And they got selfish. They turned into stagnant water. Yeah. They didn't trust their own process. They, yeah, the success, they thought you had to stay, keep doing the same thing mm -hmm. to stay successful. They wanted me to replace them <laughs> rather than elevate us all. We could have all grown up. They, they learned, but I found out that, and that tainted it. It tainted it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and God, God took his hand off it. When you can't live in the glory days, that's the tradition part. Right. Oh, it was so great in the 80s whenever we were doing X, Y, Z, so we can't ever change it. Right. But that's not the case. You have to embrace new things and a new way to reach people and whatever God is calling you to do. You have to change, be willing to be stretched and be flexible. And, and to be excited when people step up to the next level. Mm -hmm. Don't pull them back down. Like, you know, one thing I noticed years ago, I was in a Sexton Seafood in Destin and uh, it's a beautiful, clean, fresh seafood place there. I, we love their food there. And when we go in and get their fresh seafood, it's just wonderful. But they always have a big box, a bucket, like a, like a, like a, like a big tote bag, almost the size of like a, um, oh, like a, like a whiskey barrel cut in half or like a big, like a, those metal things that you used to tote around. Um, but be full of crabs. The crab guys come in, they just dump them, they got a little ice in there and there'll be hundreds and hundreds of crabs. It'll be just full of crabs. And you'll watch the crab. I sat there one day while I was waiting in line, it was about seventh in line. And I watched the crabs and I saw a crab pull up and he'd head over the side. And I, I'm thinking this crab, the, the bay is right here on the other side. If he gets to this drain, he's in it. It's like something from, uh, uh, for what's that one fish movie? Nemo. Nemo. <laughs> the, the, he, if he gets out, he's gone. Uh -huh. You know, let him go, guys. They could have all worked together. And as slow as these people were going up the front, they could have got them all out. They could have leapfrogged out. Everybody could have got out. There'd been no crabs. Yeah. Yeah, they could have been back in the bay, you know. But every time a crab got up, and got out, in. others would grab that crab and pull it back in. Stain crabs. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that's brutal. Buddies. And I think that's a lot of our churches do that. We pull down mm. on, on success. And, and listen, you and I have to decide whether we're going to go image over integrity, and we have to decide whether it's going to be tradition over our faith in God walking us. Third breaking point. We have to decide whether we're going to live for the son of men and this can be the son of man, son of women. We're gonna, are we going to live for people, the son of man? Are we going to live to be the big man on campus? Or are we going to live to be the son of God? Are we going to live to be sons and daughters of the Most High God? we got to decide where that relationship's going to be. Mm. Who do we look to? And that goes back to a little bit of the image and a little bit to the integrity, but it's a little more deeper. Am I a child of God first and foremost, or am I a child of, of the world first and foremost? And how we set that will speak a lot. And then the fourth breaking point, I think is an important one. It's a little more tougher to explain, but do we live for the former reign or the latter reign? Now this is an old spiritual term. If you're listening here and you're old school, you're old King James, you're old new King James, uh, it's, it's great oiling. The preacher said, we're working for the former reign. Are you living for the latter reign? I think it's important to understand. The, let me go to the scripture on this. Proverbs 16, 15 says, when the king smiles, there is life. His favor refreshes like a spring rain. If you go to the new King James, the spring rain is the latter rain. The former rain is the fall 
early winter rain, that you get that rain right before the ground gets hard and you're going into that long cold time of death. And if best, the very best you're going to do is eat your roots that you grew all winter long. Enjoy your beets, enjoy your carrots, enjoy all that stuff that you put up. You're going to be eating it all winter long. It's the end. Are you going to live for the what, what's been? Are you going to live off of, are you going to live what's been happening in the past, your glory days of yesterday? Or are you going to live knowing that there's a spring rain that's coming? That, 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 that latter rain is what, when, when the world comes alive, things start uh, living. It's when, it's when the deer start reproducing, the, the, the world gets happy and you get Bambi. You know, it, 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 do, you, do you live like there's no tomorrow or do you live like today is just the beginning of tomorrow? Which way, which way is your is your glass half empty or is your glass getting filled? Which way do you live? And and that and what I want to say is I really believe that we need to live not like we're going to death and, and like we're never going to get out. That's what the when they got around me in the church they were like if you leave we're done. If I leave maybe it's only begun because think about the fact that I've left. Think about how many churches and people we've planted Christ in. All that is accounted back to my the people that put that in me at that church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're getting no credit for that because they, they, they didn't actually want to do that. It's not being accounted to them as righteousness because there was no righteous act on their part. They're, they're relying on your willingness to be vulnerable. Right. And step out rather than... And, and they could have celebrated God sending Troy out and God will send us fresh, fresh rain. Yeah. Fresh opportunities. We had, we, they could have seen themselves as a preaching making church because they had at least six preachers that went out of that church over a five year period that we were all friends. Six. And rather than, I've never seen anybody, I've never, when anybody's left the churches I pastored to go into ministry, I have never browbeat them and said how disappointed I am for them to abandon me. Beth and I send them off with great support. We have often supported them for years after that. The, the best thing I can ever tell you is that somebody gets a call and they take the next high call path. And we hope that they, they and there's times when we've, we've known people are leaving with like, it's going to be disastrous. And, but I still know that they'll learn something from it. I want the best. And if, if that's what it's about, let them learn. Or they're going to surpass anything we ever dreamed. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the learning curve. I want to be a part of their success. That means you have to have a latter rain mentality. Well, you have to know who you're following. Are you following man? Right. Or are you following God? And sometimes we have trouble. Our vision gets um, more horizontal than vertical sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If, you, if you get these right, if you can, if you can focus on integrity over image, faith over tradition, being a man of God over a woman of God or a man of God. And if you can focus on the future mm -hmm. growth versus the latter growth, you know, living in the past. Glory it, days. It, it's okay to be, it's okay to tell stories of the past, right. but to dwell and make that the idol of the future or the lack of the future is really dangerous. All that is what unleashes what I call our movement toward the third day. The first day is when Jesus was born. The second day was when Jesus bought our salvation. That's at the resurrection. And the third day is when Jesus says, I've got a mission for you now. And I'll come back at the end and we'll be finished. So the third day is happening now. And it'll wrap up when Jesus returns. To get to that third day is not about the call. It's about getting on the high calling. We need to get people called, but ultimately it's about us getting out and finding the rest of the people that are lost, the lost lambs. We're the 99, go find the other lost. You know, we're the, go, we're the prodigals, let's get them home. So what we're all about here is understanding that 
that it requires new faith, new courage, new perspective, and new relationships. So let me say something about new faith here before we get out of this uh, series here in a minute and move on to a little bit more in the next round. But new faith is really a key. And I want to talk about that. Let me get to my other notes here. Now I've got them really thoroughly messed up here. (laughs) Golly. All right, I'll get that back over here. All right, we're back in it. Um, when the kind of faith I'm talking about here, when you when you answer the call and you step up the hill, you, we're talking about a faith that builds. When Shadrach, for example, I'm going to use Daniel chapter 3. Let me just put Daniel chapter 3 up. It says, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hands, O king. But if not... Let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up before us. Now, what happens is they had set up this proposal where every time they would 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 play the song or flash this image, everybody in Babylon had to bow, and and they had to worship this false idol. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were 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 Jewish people that had a love for the Lord, and they weren't going to put anything in front of that. So when everybody was told to bow, the whole crowd bowed for the big unveiling of it. And the three of them stood and everybody said, Whoa, they stood and they were brought up and, and the King said, look here, I know you guys are good guys. I know you're friends with Daniel. Daniel's my boy out of respect. I'm going to play the song again. I don't think you heard the beginning of the song and then you're going to bow and we're going to get, we're going to get on with this party and it'll all be good. And they said, King, it's okay. We love you. We respect you. We're praying for you, but here's the deal. We have too much respect for you to ask your band to play that again. It's too hot out here anyway. And, uh, we heard it the first time. We just want to make it clear out of respect. We understand that we have to go in the furnace there. We understand out of respect. We, we can't do what you've asked, but we actually are, are, we should, we should be required to be punished. As you, you say, you're our King, but we're not bound to you. And by the way, uh, if we go in the King, if we go in the fiery furnace, we think he can deliver us. But even if he doesn't, huh, we're okay with it because we're not bound. And I love the fact that these guys, didn't require the hokey pokey to happen again. They didn't put them through all the hoops. They planted their feet and said, we're not doing this. Respectfully, we'll take the punishment. We'll go without the check. We'll not take the job. We, we, we won't bow. We're not going to bow on this one. They weren't disrespectful either. They respected the king. They just couldn't bow the knee to him and put him in front of God. Their integrity meant more mm-hmm. than the image. Mm-hmm. The faith meant more than tradition. Mm-hmm. The son of God, being a son of God, meant more than worshiping some son of man. And they did not care about the latter rain. They said, even if we die, we know we will live. God has us. That's a model for all of that. I know. It's a tough one. And there's lots of people that have taken those stands throughout history that didn't turn out. It doesn't always turn out good. It doesn't always turn out like that. Many martyrs have died. The Book of Martyrs is full of it. But, I mean, you have... I mean, if, if I don't want to say it's good if you were killed or whatever. But they were I mean, prepared to die, these guys were. And where they were going then was so much better than here. And you have to have, that's your hope. That's, that's the new, And that's, that's the new faith. They had enough faith that come either direction, it would be better. Right. They weren't like, oh, we're doomed. And we're like, we're going to go on to glory. God you know, was so real to them. They trusted God mm-hmm. to make up the difference. Come life or death, they trusted. Right. See, see, to me, that's the new faith. That's the fabric of new faith. You know, there's a there's a scripture. Um, the fabric of new faith is found in Isaiah forty three nineteen. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. There's that latter rain. Mm-hmm. 
shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. If you step out in new faith, God can put rivers in deserts. Mm -hmm. God can have a woman stop and write you a $47,500 check as you close the U-Haul. But you got to know that you're going to get in the U-Haul and go regardless of whether I burn or not, because that's where God called me. I'm not going to bow. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put my trip off on hold. I, I. I don't need to wait for God to show me a sign, and He should have showed it to me an hour ago. If God called you to go, will you go? And you have to believe that if God called you to go, He is. It's His job to provide the way to do it. And I have told you God, you don't have to worry about. Okay, I've got to figure out how to do this and this and this. No, He just called you to go. And then, and then He'll make the way. Mm. I've told. I've told God many, many yeah. times that I'm going to go on this and I have no idea how this is going to work, but this is not my problem. You called me to go. Right. If this is what you want me to do, then make a way. Yep. Let's go. Yep. So, so the new fabric of faith, let me share a little bit on this here so I can wrap up the faith section here. The fabric of new faith calls us, it gives us, I think there's five strong things here. One is we have to have next level faith. So faith builds faith. So you, you get to here, then you need to have faith for the next part of the journey. You know, the hobbits got to here, then they go to here, and then they go to here and here. We got to get to this level, find out what God wants us to do there, and then be begin to look for where God wants us to go next. Faith builds faith. Faith takes us to the next level and to the next level, kind of like hind feet. It keeps moving you up the mountain to your to basically you're just like Christ. So you want to keep following him. Now, Hebrews 11, one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You won't know till you get to the next level what God has for you there. I, I didn't know till sometimes when we were in the middle of something, I, I would look at it. I, there's times when I just started weeping and we've been in places around the world, more than one, more than Honduras. I, I did it one time we were in Thailand. I was there in Thailand thinking, I can't believe we we're planting these churches in these slums. This is incredible. You know, God, I'd known this. I'd done this sooner. I, so you just get overwhelmed by the fact that God would use you at such a point of this. And you had no idea that this could happen, that you could see something like this. And you just are overwhelmed. Your faith all of a sudden you realize all of what you did was nothing. I'd have done more had I known. You almost get embarrassed that you griped about God making you do, you know, being out in this area, you know. And so but there are also real struggles all along the way. It's not all fun and games, you know. I mean no, you it's, go through it's, some it's, tough times. No, faith is working out. It's real obstacles. It's yeah, it's, and you build muscle. Right, it's, yeah. it, and then the second thing is faith is, is in process. So, so I mean, you can have a faith. Felt. Look, Elijah, I'm using example of this. Elijah is, 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 is predicted a drought. Drought goes on for three years. Mm -hmm. he, he does all this stuff that God tells him to do. He's mighty in that. And the same thing, Jezreel says, I'm going to kill you. And he goes, oh, my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> and he runs off and hides in a cave like a little schoolgirl. And then he's griping at God, oh, God, I'm going to die. You know, and that's when Elijah, God says, Elijah, I'm going to show you myself. And, and it wasn't in the loud. It wasn't in the earthquake, if you remember. It wasn't in this. It was in the still, small voice. Yeah. He says, I'm with you. You know, the greatest prophet, one of the greatest prophets in the Bible, he had a panic attack, mm -hmm. you know, over Jezreel. Because he's still a human being. He's still a human still being. He, he slipped and he and went feelings. from integrity to image for a moment. He went from tradition to uh, faith to tradition. He did just what Peter did. He got out of the boat, started walking, and he saw the storm. Wow, that's a bad storm. Started sinking. Yeah. It happens to the greatest of apostles. It happens to the greatest of people. We will have faith moments, but faith in process says God will save you. God will be there. Even if I go in the fire and I die, I, I know I'll make it. We got we to gotta trust God and step in. Mm -hmm to the process. Um, so faith and process. The third thing that we learn is that faith has got to be led by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. 
You want to make sure it's not led by human pretense, but by the Holy Spirit. That's very, very important. I think we can never, never. But the Bible says in Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. To be a son of God, you have to be led by the Spirit. And too often, I, I say this a lot, American Christians choose comfort over convictions. Ugh, We've got yeah, to trust the Holy yeah. Spirit. Always go with your conviction over your comfort. Isn't it good that Greg Laurie let those kids in and gave up on the carpet? Mm-hmm. And, and it changed so many kids' lives. When you read the book, you find out who all those kids became. It was amazing. They became pastors all over the world. Great pastors all over the world. Great evangelists. Those kids were some of the beginning of his whole movement. And he's got one of the largest churches, you know. It's just a phenomenal story. So you got, you got Greg Laurie, Jesus Re- Revolution. Check that out. And then and then let me go to this one here. Uh, you, face like a mustard seed. Again, you start here, you know, getting the U-Haul. Next thing you know, you're trying to plant a church. Next thing you know, you're trying to go overseas. Faith starts small, but before long, other stuff can live in it. Other people can come with you. You begin to, I go on a trip, you take friends with you. I mean, you go overseas, you take friends with you. Donnie, you, 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 did, did you go to Asia with us in the, one of the last trips? Yeah. Was it yeah. Like Donna's been packing us for trips for years. Mm-hmm. And one of our last uh, trips to, 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 she went with us. And it was finally get a chance to go. Mm-hmm. I've told Tracy, like, it's her turn to, to go. Absolutely. She's written a lot of checks to the library. I'll take her to Liberia next. Mm-hmm. You know, faith starts here, but as you get more, you get to experience more and more and more happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key. We need to see that our faith exercise gets greater and greater. And then last but not least, uh, let me do number five. Faith of sheer, faith comes out of sheer obedience to God. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't see why you just have to go. You just trust God. You just you close the door on it and say, well, "I'm going to do this." And maybe he doesn't. Maybe you don't know how it's going to turn out, but you trust God. If I go on the fire, if if I close the U-Haul, if I head to the destination, I mean, this is your problem. You sent me. You know. Right. You know. And and if you get there and it doesn't work, return to sender. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So so I, if I die in the process, then I'm back with the Lord anyway. Right. Once you understand that, I think you can make it. Everything that isn't life and death, it says in the Bible, Hebrews 11, 8, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive his inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. Hmm. He took off, and God got in there. We wouldn't be here if Abraham had not set out. Oh, right. Moses did the same thing. They didn't take a good route to get to the promised land. They took a route that God showed them, and it's that one that caused it to happen. And it didn't happen in the time that you and I would have thought a few days. It took 40, 40 years yeah. you know, before they all, all got said and done. It's just amazing here. Um, let's see what else. So I think we've covered pretty good on this faith. Um, I, I just think as we exercise the high calling, one of the things that I'm really clear about is that you will begin to build your faith. Your faith will be able to take a bigger lift next time, a bigger lift the time after that. And sometimes you, 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 when I was lifting weights, you would get plateaus. You would just hit, I can't get past this, I can't get past this, I can't get past this. What I learned when I couldn't get past something was go hang out with people that were stronger than me. Go hang out with people that were more motivated than me. So I would leave my group, because a lot of times I'd be the strongest guy in my group, nobody was pushing me. Go lift with people stronger, and they'll encourage you. They'll show you a new technique. They'll show you a new faith. They'll say, hey, you need to start eating better. You need to start doing this. Or you need to plant your feet better. And next thing you know, you're back in stride again. Sometimes you just need a, a scenery change. And sometimes you just have to wait. You just have to wait. The mm-hmm. Lord's not ready. He just wants you to hold there for a minute. Yeah. He's got something for you. Maybe just sit down and say, God, I'm going to sit right here to you. Tell me where the next destination is. Right. But I'm not going to sit forever because I want to be doing your stuff. God, show me what to do. Uh, let me Let me wrap up with this text here. And uh, we'll kind of get out of this and we'll we'll get deeper into We've covered new faith here, but I want to get on to new courage in the next one. But Revelations 17, 14 says, These will make war 
with the lamb and the lamb will overcome them for he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And those who are with them are called chosen and faithful. Those who he's going to make, there is going to be a war. There's going to be a, a counting of people. There's going to be a separation of sheep and goats in due season. And those who will be with him, those who will be sons and daughters of the high calling will be those that are called first calling chosen called out then to the high calling and then are faithful to finish it and do it. That's who hears well done my good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. So we want you to not just sit in that car today, sit in that office today, finish your work day. Don't get fired. Uh, but we want you to get out there and take a look and say, what is God calling me out to? What is God calling me to that next thing on? Where can my faith take me and uh, get on a course? And we're going to come back in um, number three and we're going to take a look at the high calling. And we're going to talk about now what, what it calls for next is new courage because you get that faith and you're sitting down waiting on God for the next coordinates. You got to have courage when he tells you to, to get up and climb to the next level. You may be thinking, well, I've arrived, but, but you've arrived just at one spot. The courage is to keep going, to finish the race, to finish it. And you finish it when? When you stand before the throne, you stand yeah. before the throne. Yeah. Any, any, any other thoughts, guys, as we wrap up? It's good stuff. It's good mm -hmm. stuff. It's real good mm -hmm. stuff. It's real good stuff. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll be back in, in, in the next session, the next episode. Check us out. Go back and watch some of our old episodes. There's some great episodes. I want to encourage you to go back and look. Uh, Pastoring 2020 Beyond is a great one with Shane Bishop. Go check out the Life Source Church episode. There's a bunch of good episodes. Go check those out. You can find those on our SermonNet channel. You can also find those on our YouTube channel. Probably Spotify has all. Is, look at Spotify. Have all our stuff online. Yeah. Spotify, iTunes, all that does. <laughs> yeah, they do it. So go go check out YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Google Play, uh, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, Sermonette. Go check out our archives. Watch this one, and then get out there on social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. Tell other people about what we're doing. Give us some feedback. Don will actually respond to you these day, these days, and she's doing a good job <laughs> at that. Yeah, she, she just figured out that people could make chat on YouTube. So so give her a chat right now. Let us know how we did today. And let, oh, hey, okay. let us know what you think about the possum. Oh, let us know what you think about the possum camera. We'll, that, that, we'll take a poll. All right, we'll do that. Possum camera. And then subscribe, hit like, notify, and tell other people about what we're doing. And always think about becoming a Patreon partner or sponsor. We'd love to have you. Help us be a, hey, if you become a sponsor, maybe we can get those possum cameras. And then finally, if you don't have a church home, we'd love to have you at Community Faith Church. We meet at 10 o'clock on Sundays, 6.30 on Wednesdays. You can find us through our virtual campus at coftv.com. So you can come watch us if you like to, Facebook or YouTube. But mostly we want you to come out so we can love on you and hug on you and share in the word with you. So thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you so much, everybody. We're doing good tonight. We're going to move on. We're going to come back to you in session number three. Thank you for joining us. I'm Pastor Troy, and you're on the dot.